Blog Talk Radio. kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Good morning, and are you ready to say yes to spirit? Well, I hope you are. This is Tracy and Leslie, and we are the hosts of Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. Every week we get together, have a conversation about what it means to say yes to spirit, how we are or are not (laughs) saying yes to spirit in our own lives, and just generally considering Um, what our lives could be like if we consistently say yes to spirit. In fact, as many of you know, this entire show began with Leslie and I saying yes to spirit um, and to uh, just going where spirit was leading us in terms of having a regular conversation with someone we care about and have fun with just to be clear that this is important for us to do and to learn how to do it better. (laughs) Better and faster and more consistently with persistence, perhaps, with more persistence. (laughs) I guess it does fit with our theme today Mm -hmm. because we have now been persisting in doing this um, as an activity, as an exercise, as a practice for 19 weeks. Wow. And I was thinking over the weekend that in just a few weeks, we will have been doing this for six months because somehow when I was looking at the weeks and, you know, seeing what was scheduled for weeks 19, 20 through 23, it's like 26 is coming up. 26 weeks, that's a half a year. Isn't that amazing? Crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, maybe time to stop then. But, you know, it's like, oh, six months. Wow, how did that happen? So our theme this week is persistence, and uh, we'll have the opportunity to talk about about that and um, how do you stay on track when challenges keep appearing and what spiritual practices keep you moving forward, moving toward your goals, um, and whatever else might come up related to persistence. Uh, but last week we talked about intuition and the uh, following that small, still voice. And it was interesting because you had said something about um, sometimes intuition can be wrong, and I gave some thought to that over the week, that that uh, is probably accurate in terms of that I'm not discerning. And I do think that's a big thing for me, the discernment of what is intuition and what is my ego or my own desire 
Yes, desire whispering to you, uh-huh. sneaking in, That's it. acting like. Yes. Mm-hmm. But actually, I didn't say intuition could be wrong. Okay, say say it differently. What I then. said was that in the conversation with our very wise senior minister and and ten other folks during the inward journey class, that we had this discussion about is intuition always right, and Reverend Petra basically after we were all over the place saying yes, no, sometimes maybe, absolutely, no, it can, it's, yes, it's always right. And, I mean, you know, then right. we were all over the place. <laughs> and uh, Reverend Petra said, well, actually, intuition is not always right. And, of course, that threw us all, and we mm-hmm. had another conversation about that. And but But there's more than right or wrong. So our human brain wants to make right or wrong. And where I came out of that conversation was that intuition is neutral. Ah, okay. Intuition is, and and then there's something to pay attention to, but then whether we follow it or not, it's not that the intuition was right or wrong. It might be my choice about what to do oh. was right or wrong, but the intuition was here's an idea, here's something to think about, here's a nudging, and it's information, not necessarily direction. Uh, and so now I think of intuition more as, hmm, that's, oh, wow, that's got my attention. What am I going to do with that information? That's a possibility. And even when I make a choice, my choice isn't always right or wrong because then that takes us back to that discussion about, you know, we label things good or bad, right or wrong, yes. when it could be something that feels horrendous, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and then a year later we look back, you know, this relationship ended. My intuition said break up with this person, and I did, and I feel terrible. And look at them. Now they're healthy. <laughs> and, well, and then a year later yeah. I'm realizing that was a toxic relationship I really needed to get out of. That was a good thing. Mm-hmm. But at the time I followed my intuition, I I would have felt bad, or you know. Uh, right. So the the intuition, the voice of this relationship's not good for you. Then it's up to me to decide what to do with it, and then the outcomes, or the outcomes. So anyway, so I didn't say intuition was bad. Okay, I or just wrong. Said that Could be wrong. Or wrong. He says neutral. I like neutral. I yeah, I didn't hear that. So neutral. Intuition is neutral. And it makes perfect sense that we would label it good or bad. Yeah, that's that's all we know. Human stuff, good or bad, our right? Human thing, yes. Yeah. So, anything else from intuition? Intuition, intuition. No, I'm looking forward to persistence. I need to hear persistence. <laughs> so, I'm thinking the universe put this topic in for me to say, keep on, keep it on. Well, then, let's take a quick break, and then we will come back and talk about persistence.
Welcome back to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. And why do I keep wanting to say, just say yes? You know, I, I keep saying, just. Just say yes. <laughs> just say yes. Makes it, makes it sound like it should be just so easy. Just say yes. Well, it is. It is, just isn't it? Yes Ultimately, it. Get it, it over with. So, you know, probably one of the most famous quotations about persistence is the quote from Calvin Coolidge, nothing in this world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Mm. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful people with talent. Genius mm. will not. Genius, unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education <laughs> will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. The slogan, mm. press on, has solved and always will solve the problems of the human race. Mm. Calvin Coolidge, past president of the United States. And even mm. though that's not from, that quote is not from a spiritual perspective, it, I think, is especially in the American culture, in the United States of America, in the American culture, that idea about persistence, just stick with it, just keep going, um, is so much a part of our of our psyche, of our of the way we do things. And I think that's a it's a good example of where our society culture and the the messages that we get growing up and see in our world overlay our spiritual practices, our spiritual behavior. Mm. So even though mostly we're going to talk about, from a spiritual perspective, being persistent, mm-hmm. um, I, I just love starting off in this context mm-hmm. and the idea that there are talented, smart people who, because they are not persistent, mm-hmm. don't have the quote-unquote success that they desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so true. I think Al-Anon meetings, we always ended them with keep on keeping on. It works if you work it. Mm-hmm. So that same kind of idea. Absolutely. And I have a devotion that actually is today's devotion, which is kind of freaky. And if you were a subscriber <laughs> to GodInMyDay.com, you would have received this devotion already in your email. But for those people who have not, we're going to share it. Okay. We're going to share it. And it's really profound because this is a real-time issue for me, and um, and that's what my devotions usually do. They are written in real time. So the title is Gold. An Al-Anon sponsor told me that they make gold by putting ore into a fiery crucible. It stays there up to the second before it burns up entirely. She said, a second too soon, and it is still an ore. A second too late, and it will burn up completely. She was exaggerating the metaphor to make her point. It is when I believe I cannot stand the heat for another second that I will discover gold. Yesterday, a good friend reminded me the last 10 pounds are always the hardest to lose. Runners say the last 10 yards of a race are the hardest to run. I believe the message is clear. The closer to my goal, the harder the task becomes. I have a hunch God never loses sight of the goal. 
Lately, I have been focused on the heat of the flame, the desperate desire for chocolate pie, and the sweat pouring off me as I run the final leg of my race. Focused on the pain, I have lost sight of the goal. Today, I reminded myself there is gold, a fit body, and a finish line seconds away from where I am. It is up to me to stay persistent and choose what I choose to focus on. I like it. It's interesting, though, the idea with persistence, the idea that really when we get closest to our goal and we're more likely to want to give up is that time that we need to stay persistent and push through. And I think many times I can look back and think, man, if I'd only stayed with that idea one more, you know, metaphoric day, which might have been a month or six months or a year, but, you know, I gave up on an idea or a person or a thought or a something, you know, and then I look back and I think, well, I wonder how close I was to accomplishing that. Or so I think persistence is a powerful, powerful thing. I, I agree. And I think looking at it from a spiritual perspective is all about recognizing, well, I, I, I like what we had in the description for the show. What spiritual practices keep you moving forward? So how do I use my saying yes to spirit, being a presence in my life, being a guide in my life? How do I use that to use persistence in a positive way? Mm -hmm. Because the reality is, I love the example that you gave in the, in the devotion, because the reality is we are very persistent. Usually we're very persistent in focusing on the things we don't want. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Or focusing on the things we're afraid of. Right. Or focusing on the things that other people have. Mm-hmm. Or focusing, you know, we're so busy focusing and we're very persistent. It's almost easier mm-hmm. to be upset, to be angry, to be disappointed, to be jealous, to be, you know, to focus persistently, consistently mm-hmm. focus on what we don't want or who we don't want to be because we think the goal is too unattainable or too far away. Right. The real our real goal. Right. Um and that what came up for me when I was thinking about the fact we were going to talk about persistence, you know, was that 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 we are so persistent about actions and beliefs that we, that don't serve us. Mm-hmm. And I can I I see myself do that all the time. I'm always having to pull myself back to, as you said, what is the goal and what do I really want? And sometimes I'm shocked I can't even remember what the goal was. Oh man, yeah. Or I don't know what I really want. Maybe that's why all this other stuff keeps mm-hmm. showing up because mm-hmm. I've been persistently avoiding these five things instead of persistently focusing on the one thing I really want. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know the answer to that question. What do you want, Tracy? Mm-hmm. Hmm, I don't want this. No, what do you want, Tracy? <laughs> I don't want this. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you want, Tracy? It's, it takes me. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. other people don't have this challenge, mm-hmm. but for me, it takes a lot for me to get clear about what I do want right? instead of all the things I don't want. Yeah, I think everybody... We all struggle. I struggle with that. And I think one of the things, and I have not done this, 
and I keep thinking to do it, and it's come to my mind as you were speaking, one of the things, as a practice, one of the things that I can take action in is to do a vision board. Because if I have that vision board, then that clearly directs my attention to what I desire, to what I want. And if I lose track of that, which I so clearly can a thousand times, I can look at the board. Oh, that's right. And isn't it, you know, and I had this discussion with friends all the time. It's just fascinating. My friends and I are so well informed and have been through so many self-help programs and therapy and spiritual programs and workshops and classes. We know what to do. But, but do we do it? <laughs> I just, it's really, it's like we just should all, you know, turn off the lights and shut up until we start doing it because we know what to do. We know what to do. Yeah, knowing it and doing it are two very different things way too often. Not always, but way too mm-hmm. often. Way too often. Yeah. And it's got to be familiarity or comfortableness or something. There's something that kicks in with the doing it, you know, the way that we don't necessarily get the outcome that we want. There's just something about that in um, opening ourselves up to the energy of success, the energy of love, the energy of God, the energy of the goal. Question. Mm. Persistence, perseverance. Mm. Persistence, perseverance. The same or different? Perseverance sounds harder. <laughs> it's like, that sounds harder. Persistence seems like like Chinese water torture. You know how you get you can actually take a drop of water and drip it on rock, and over time, persistently, that rock will give way. I.e., the Grand Canyon. You know, so something as simple as water can deteriorate. You know, change the formation of a rock. That to me is persistence. Perseverance. I get a picture of like. A storm coming at me, and I've got to walk against the rain and the wind and the lightning, and I've got to persevere and stay alive and not drown. Persistence, I am at action. Perseverance, I am at victim or I'm in survival. Mm, yes. Uh, Which yeah, is interesting because if we are persistent mm-hmm. about things that don't serve us, then we are the victim of ourselves. We're creating something to have to We're persevere. We're persevering our own mm. right. Exactly. Oh. I don't like that. Oh, yeah, that's fun, isn't it? I don't yeah, like that like anymore. That. <laughs> that's okay. interesting, yeah. But, yeah, persistence is I'm going to do this, I'm, I am doing this, and I'm going to... Stay the course. I mean, in mm-hmm. my mind, as we're talking about it, I'm getting more clear about, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I am persistent. I'm not going to be deterred. I am moving forward. Um, it may be an inch at a time, but I am going in that direction and, you know, get out of my way. Mm-hmm. Or you can get in my way, but it's not going to deter me from going in that direction. You I'll just have to move you, mm-hmm. go around you, and get back on track. Perseverance is more, yeah, as you said that, it's coming toward me or I'm in the middle of something that I did not create, I I think, that I did not create, that someone else is the actor and I'm being acted upon and I just have to wait it out or I have to be stronger, I have to last longer and but it's all a reaction outside from something that I perceive to be from outside mm-hmm. of me. But that is interesting. If I'm persisting in 
behaviors that don't serve me or persisting in a false belief that really is not the truth of me, that's why I get so tired because I'm really in perseverance. My everything about me, I'm persevering. I'm I'm you know, this this challenge. It's hell being me, right, right? But I'm the one who created it so I don't think about persevering. Wow. Yeah, that is that is so heady when you really come right down to it that as I persistently create difficulty then I sit back and I claim victim and I claim life is just too hard. It was funny in um, uh, morning meditation this morning, there was a gentleman there, Barry, who uh, I was lamenting that life really just was working against me. And he was very clear that that just never happens, (laughs) that life is always on my side and God is always... Uh, loading the dice in my favor and everything externally is set up for me to succeed and if that's not working out for me that it's me that's causing my own difficulty. Oh, that darn thing. Uh, you know, you just don't want to hear that. Sometimes I'm like, can you just step outside the room right now? It's like you are now disinvited <laughs> morning exactly right. meditation. Well, I'm having a pity party. I'm not certain your name was on the invitation. I need people less enlightened around me right now. They'll say, you're right, Leslie, that is just terrible. I'm so glad that Barry stepped into that role this morning so that when you guys hear, I didn't, <laughs> you didn't have, have to do, do it. it. I know. Thank you, Barry. I knew I loved you. Now I love you more. It's so true, though. And isn't that a good thing to have the community? We go back to that. You know, if I'm surrounded with people that just jump in there with me and say, oh, my God, Leslie, you're right. You have tried so hard, and this is just so wrong, and why can't things work out for you? Then that is only delaying my victory is only delaying my ability to get back into the truth of who I am. So it's so important to have people around me that tell me the things I don't want to hear at the times I don't want to hear them. But when you most need to. Most need them. I'm still glad that Barry stepped into <laughs> this morning. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, I am, I am uh, having mm-hmm. my own, uh, not even challenge, I, but I'm having my own um needed to remember what's true about me. I don't necessarily want to have to remember what's true about you. <laughs> Somebody else, right? <laughs> actually, just kidding. Just kidding. So, um, actually, you, your comment makes me think about the spiritual practices piece, which I was trying to think about this morning a little bit, like what spiritual practices. And, and one of them that was on my list that um, – when we are persisting in our commitment to say yes to spirit, is having a prayer partner or mm-hmm. people around you who who will hold you accountable or help you hold yourself accountable. Right. And so the I think Barry is a great example of that, that even though it's not an ongoing prayer partner relationship, that idea of holding the truth and reminding, you know, reminding us, that uh, yeah, it, you know, it's not happening outside, right? What's happening inside? At least look at what's happening inside, because you're accountable and responsible for what you do with whatever is happening in the world. And I have a, a spiritual teacher that I uh, am to call every Monday, Reverend Beatrice, and um, 
that's the schedule I'm to call her every Monday, check in, let her know what's going on, so on and so on. And there are many times that I will, A, when I'm in a really bad place, purposely forget because I don't want her to remind me, and then B, when I'm a little bit healthier, but I'm hearing it ring, I'm thinking, please be voicemail, please be voicemail, <laughs> so I can just say, huh, checking in, sorry I missed you, goodbye, so I can, you know, hold to my commitment to call, but not really have to be accountable to saying my life is, you know, all screwed up, and hearing her say, well, let's see, you know, so it's so interesting, and I do think I miss being, you know, just blind to my own Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, it really is a double-edged sword because yeah. I'm so aware of what I'm doing, yet, you know, probably 40% of the time now, you know, it used to be 90 or 100%, but 40% of the now, I still choose to go into that versus choosing to do what I know will work for me. So it's such an interesting struggle. Yeah, we talk about it all the all the time and just when we're talking about how we have there's a whole different understanding to the phrase ignorance is bliss. Yes. Because when you don't know from a spiritual basis what you can do and how you can be in the world, how when powerful. you don't know that, mm-hmm. and you are, you know, you really believe that that everything that happens happens outside of you, and you're a victim of whatever the right. circumstances are. You know, it's not that your life is always you know, happy, but you don't feel there's much you can do about it, and so you just persevere. Right. But when you, whatever your faith practice, faith beliefs are, mm-hmm. when you get to that level of really, what's my role in this, and and how do I show up with God as my guide? I mean, mm-hmm. that this is true in any religion. Mm-hmm. You know, then you're at that level where you know what, your part is in mm-hmm. this, and you you begin to look for what your part is, and you are listening for you know what is the direction of God, what is the direction of spirit, and what choice do I make that represents my commitment to God and my mm-hmm. commitment to spirit and it's amazing how much then you just can't blame other people <laughs> anymore. Darn it. It just doesn't work. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Just no fun. <laughs> and, it, and I like what you said about different faiths. I'm reading this book, uh, Gary Zukoff. Am I going to say that name correctly? Mm-hmm. His most recent book, Spiritual Practices. My mother actually wanted to read that book with me. She saw Gary Zukoff on a, a local television show. And um, it talks about that it doesn't matter what religion a person practices, that there can be a spiritual growth, a spiritual maturity that comes along and that we're going through the transition of now, that that's the next evolution is the spiritual side of ourselves. And so, you know, it is really kind of like we're going through this mass awakening process and possibility that um, regardless of our faith, of what we practice on Sunday mornings, there's an internal spiritual option for all of us that is um, takes us to that deeper, I say deeper, but, you know, for me it's been a deeper, more mature, more active spiritual life regardless of, you know, what I'm practicing in my religious life. So Yeah, and, and I've had some really fabulous conversations with friends who, um, you know, have different theology, who have right. different 
who are members of churches of different faiths and different denominations and um and we've had some really great conversations because once you get past the dogma right. or the you know the the surface level conversation mm-hmm. people who really study their own faith system get to a point where it becomes personal. Right. And then when you start working it from a personal level, how do I apply that scripture? What does that scripture mean and how do I apply it in my life? Then the messages are the same. It's like, uh, you know, when you think about the general message of God is love and then you look at 25 different faiths, you know, that message is there. It's worded a little differently. Or the ten, the quote unquote the um, the golden rule, you know, treat others in a way that's respectful, or treat others the way you would like to be treated, or don't do to your brother what you would not have done to yourself. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I did this whole piece in the um, in February in the in the love series about mm-hmm. you know all these different religions have the same message that we think of in the Judeo-Christian U.S., America, you know, we think of it as the golden rule, and in, in, in Christianity in general, we think of it as the golden rule. But every faith practice has that in some way. It's it's pretty amazing. And so for our, you know, when we talk about say yes to spirit, a lot of times we do talk about from a science of mind perspective and from a religious science perspective or a new thought perspective, but the same message about how we apply these in our lives it, that crosses right that crosses all the all the labels mhm mhm and i think you're right it's it's at that point that we start seeing it from our own questioning and creating our own reconnecting with our own truth that that, that is universal within all of us and the people we have that support us in that don't necessarily have to be from the same religion. Right. Don't have to be practicing the same faith to really hold you accountable and say, wait a minute, stop. Right. Okay. And it's interesting because there was a time in my life there was kind of um, when I actually in through 12 steps, uh, they use the term higher power. Yes, I love and, that. And uh, they talk about, you know, that higher power, they shift it because they don't want it to have connotation of of a religious what we believed in our religion growing up and even still with higher power that still kind of triggered me back to the idea of a god that kind of decided who got cancer who didn't get cancer and a god that decided who got cured from the cancer and so i had to take it one step further and for about a year and a half i called god euphoria and i gave a whole different name and it was really a deep time of my spiritual work of of coming to some personal relationship with this energy, this entity, this thing that, you know, is not me but is me, and how do I want to work and live and be within the framework of euphoria? And then coming out of that, now it's like when people use traditional terms, Muhammad, Jesus, God, higher power, you know, it's it absolutely doesn't, my mind doesn't trigger anything negative. It goes right to euphoria. You know, I understand what is being talked about. I don't have a knee jerk of, oh, I can't go there. 
So I think that is an interesting, and I think that that is true. That's been the truth of my journey is many times I do kind of have to stop and really dig deeper into my own work. And then once I do that, I can come out and start running again. But um, there are times. And perhaps this is just a time of my life that I'm stopping. <laughs> I might reframe that, you know, in terms of, you know, this time that seems challenging and life is working against me that Barry says it's not. Um, you know, that really is my opportunity to stop and have a, a deepening experience of, of persistent persisting in my commitment to understanding, you know, the whole journey is about me awakening to me. You can talk now. <laughs> me awakening to me? Do you have anything to say oh, about that? Oh, that's the cue. <laughs> me awakening Instead to me? Instead of looking at you like um, you... What she's saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, um... It could also be okay, there you go. an opportunity for you to persist in your commitment to joy. Hmm. Hmm. To persist in your commitment to see God in everything and everyone. Or, or 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 truly experience the peace that passes all understanding. That seems no, we've to be been there already. Yeah. Oh, we said not. we weren't going to teach that one because that meant you had to keep having create these bad things, right? Right, and so we gave that up two weeks ago. Okay, good reminder. We, we got that lesson and said, oh, "Thank you, <laughs> thank you, don't need thank that." Thank you. Got that lesson. Now let's move to the next lesson. So it's joy to choose joy choose or joy. to say yes to joy. Yes, even when it seems. Like it's hiding. Yes, yes, yes. To see the joy in the fact that there's a berry who can remind you that the universe is conspiring, everything in the universe is conspiring for your good. Mm-hmm. That's great. I'm so happy I have berries in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy that I know this is true about the world. And, you know, it, it's an interesting, um, here's a, and I'm really interested in your feedback on this. I'm not just acting like I'm interested, um, <laughs> because it's such a it's such a fine line for me when I hear when I'm struggling and somebody comes in and says, "No, life is conspiring for your good," which I believe, but it's a fine line between having that seem like you know some silly you know, know your leg's not bleeding, when, yes, clearly my leg is bleeding, you know, and someone coming in saying, no, clearly, there's no, you know, if you're experiencing pain, it's your choice to experience the pain, which clearly I believe, but I still might be in pain. So it's kind of hard for me, and to be honest with you, I'll take it from you and I'll take it from Barry, but some people that I don't think are walking their own walk, I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't know. You're just saying that. You're just saying that. If I don't have a sense that you're at least at least as spiritually mature as I am or more, then, you know, I really have no time for you telling me I don't have pain because you're just, you know, throwing out that euphemism or whatever the word is, and you're not really walking that walk yourself. So it's, uh, it's yeah. a fine line, I think. And, and that's, what, that's a great example of, too, what we often refer to as a spiritual bypass. We're going to bypass the reality of what's happening by saying, using these spiritual platitudes that, you know, are out there and sound good, but they, yeah. But then we can pretend that the reality of the physical world or the human experience is not 
happening. Mm -hmm. So I agree with you. I think it is. It's a really fine line when um, when you're in pain or when you're when you are experiencing fear mm -hmm. to go directly to the um, you know the the spiritual truth. How do you make that that jump? Sometimes it's just a little step over a line, and you're like, okay, I can do that. And other times it feels like you're trying to jump over the Grand Canyon mm -hmm. from where you are to what you know. And so, you know, what you know kind of deep mm -hmm. down from mm -hmm. a spiritual level. And so, I don't know. I think I think what happens as I, you know, was putting myself in the scenario if I had been at meditation this morning. <laughs> I think what happens is when people know you or know me mm -hmm. and... They hear, I'll use me. So when people who know me, like you know me pretty well, and you hear me whining about stuff or complaining about it or being totally afraid about what's going to happen that feels like it's out of my control, um, that there's a, a listening piece there that's like, okay, well, she's really got it down that this is this is all horrible and Tracy's, you know, telling about the physical of what's happening in the human world. And so I don't need to remind her. I don't need to even affirm that for her because she knows that. And so I can just give her a little reminder to get her to think about the spiritual mm -hmm. truth. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I, I, I think I do that, and I forget to say to people, okay, I don't, I'm not saying what you're experiencing isn't happening, and I just want you to remember Mm -hmm. A, B, and C, I usually will just jump to A, B, and C. But if that's somebody I know really well, I'm, think, I'm assuming they're hearing me say I'm not denying what what is showing up. Right. And don't forget what is the truth. And that's probably part of persistently being reminded, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it does take a persistent again, over and over to be reminded by people outside of myself. And maybe it's part of the paradox, too, of believing or seeing both and, seeing the blood and knowing the truth. Yes, and you don't deny so, the blood. You don't deny the blood. You don't deny the carnage. You don't deny the rape. You don't deny the pain of breakup. You don't deny the fact that there's not enough money in the bank to pay the bills at the end of the month. You don't deny the... Um, you know the weight gain. You don't deny the diet is uncomfortable. You don't. You know you don't deny any of that. Right. You don't deny the cancer diagnosis. That the doc. This is what the doctors see. This is what the doctors have diagnosed. But there's a difference between I don't deny it and I believe and it I and believe nurture it. it. Right. And, and and to persistently know that that's not the truth. I do like that word persistent actually. And I think as Calvin Coolidge, was it Calvin Coolidge, mm -hmm. that, he, that he is correct, that is the difference. Because am I going to persistently believe that that's not the truth up to the point that, you know, whatever really seems so big and then I give it up? Or am I going to, you know, stay in that belief persistently? And, and am I going to persistently believe that the, that the world is good, mm -hmm. that my life is good mm -hmm. and full of joy and beauty and love and or am I going to persistently believe that my life is meant to experience failure and pain and heartache mm -hmm. and all of that? And I and I think, well, actually, let's take a quick break, 
and then we'll come back because um, you have a lot of devotions that are about persistently, what happens when we persistently claim that the, that life is full of pain and hurt and all of that mm -hmm. and how we could just shift the energy. If mm -hmm. we could shift the energy, mm -hmm. we would be able to apply that same principle of persistence Right. It's the same principle. It's the it same activity. It's way. the same mental um, process. It's the, it's the mental equivalent. It's the same energy. It's like when we talk about faith and fear really are the same energy. Mm -hmm. So persistence is persistence. It's just what are we choosing to be persistent about. So let's, let's take a little break, and then we'll come back and talk about that. Welcome back to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path, hosted by Leslie and Tracy. So we're talking about persistence today, and um, right before the break, yes, they comment about, you know, we, we are persistent in how we show up in the world. So what's the difference when we persist in believing that life is unfair, life is a pain, life is hard? versus being persistent you know, I believe that life is joy, beauty, hope, you know, success. And so um, so let's do a devotion. Let's share a devotion that really kind of reminds us that we can go in one direction, but then we can switch if we choose to. If we choose. This one is called State of Mind. The cold air floated under the collar of my shirt, sending a shiver down my spine to the tip of my toes. I hate cold weather, I said to myself as I walked from my car door to my front door. I walked in my house, flipped on the light, and said to myself, I hate cold weather. I walked over to pet a kitty on her head and said to myself, I hate cold weather. It is cold in this house, and I am freezing. I fed the cat changed my clothes, and about every ninth step, I said to myself, I hate cold weather. It's cold in this house. I am freezing. I sat down, hooked up my laptop, and opened some wonderful emails from friends and family. Opening each email, I would see the person writing in my mind's eye, and I felt as if they were with me here. I got up to get something to eat and realized I felt warm. The temperature in the house had not changed, but I felt warm. I felt warm because my mind was on happy, loving, friendly thoughts, and I was engaged in happy, loving, friendly activity. When I had felt so cold moments before, I was engaged in I hate cold weather thoughts over and over again. I have a hunch my physical state is much more dependent on my mind's thoughts than I realize. I had a sponsor in a 12-step program tell me God is a state of mind. 
When I make God my state of mind, happy, loving, friendly thoughts, then I feel warm. But if I tell myself I hate cold weather over and over again, I get to feel cold. The temperature of my house never changes, but my experience does, depending on my state of mind. Persistence. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, that, I love that one because of the example of, of how when we change our thinking, you know, we change our experience, and we can do that in a moment, mm -hmm. you know, or we can do that in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And um, and most of the time, for most of us, we don't think to do that. Right. You know, I hate cold weather. It's so cold in here. I'm freezing. You know, it's like I hate my life. Life is hard. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm tired of being tired. You know, mm -hmm. I'm so tired of being sick and tired. But I'm still claiming mm -hmm. that I'm sick and tired. <laughs> right, right. You know, I'm so tired. I'm claiming I am tired. So <laughs> I will be tired, tired right? today and tomorrow mm -hmm. and the next day. You know, my life sucks. I'm persistently believing that. I'm persistently speaking it yes. into being. And I hear myself, and so I'm affirming it for myself. And I am persistent in that. Mm -hmm. So what else is going to show up? So no whether you room. think of it as, right, there's no room for anything good. There's no room for anything different. And whether you call it the law of attraction or whether you call it just, you know, beliefs, faulty beliefs, that is how most of us are persistent in creating our own life experience. And then, you know, so if that's what I believe and then someone cuts me off in traffic, mm -hmm. it's another example. It's an affirming example. <laughs> right. Life is hard. Life is not fair. Mm -hmm. So... But at the end of that devotion, you shifted, you know, when you did something that shifted your energy, mm -hmm. even though in that case it wasn't intentional, right? then you notice, wait, 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 I'm having a different experience here. Life is good. Mm -hmm. And it is interesting that awareness, because a lot of times the awareness for me has to be a choice. Okay, I'm going down a rabbit hole that's not very pleasant. I'm going to choose to come out of it. And then sometimes just a song will come on the radio or a friend will call or something will be infused in that changes it. But still for me it's so powerful to go back and see that change and to, you know, understand, okay, you know, hear this friend call me and to, to, to pay attention to that consequence. You know, they say consequences, uh, consequence is a way that God stays anonymous. Mm -hmm. And so in terms of, really not just putting it off and saying, oh, well, that was lucky, or, oh, that was nice timing, but to really look at it and say, no, that was the universe absolutely taking action on my behalf. That was some energy, some force, something good happening, coming towards me, giving me a reassurance, giving me a message of hope, giving me an idea of this too shall pass, and to not discount that, because then if I really acknowledge it and claim it, you know, it magnifies and it continues and it gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. When you decide to be persistent in that new yes. belief, yes. Yes. then it shows up. And I, I just really, I really love that. I, I love the, the reminder that I can be persistent in believing that there's 
good in the world, that there's God in the world, that there's good in the world. I can be persistent in acting from that belief. And the more I do that, the more persistent I am in doing that, the more I'll see it, the more it will show up, the more others will see that mm-hmm. from me because mm-hmm. that's how I am in the world and that's how the world I live in is. Mm-hmm. So if you're around me, you're living in my world. Participating in that, right. And that's, you know, when I'm persistent in that belief that it that is the way my world is, right? then, you know, over time, that has to be. It has to be. It has to be. The way my world is, no matter what individual thing, what no matter what individual person says, no matter what individual incident occurs, mm-hmm. you know. And again, claiming it to each other, like you said, talking about it. I think that is so important because other people are experiencing these things and having and discounting them. But when they hear me say, wow, this happened and I believe it was God, they'd be like, silly. You know, but no, I believe it was God. And then if I hear them tell a story and I'm like, oh, no, that was God. That was God helping you know what to do or helping you know which way to turn. Then there will be a moment pause of oh I wonder if that was God you know and I just really believe that is that is my my whole deal of being in community and talking about it over and over and over and looking for God looking for God in my day it really does change your life it's not just a, <laughs> not just a marketing ploy it does change life it really does. So I was thinking about what else do I do that's really a spiritual practice that Mm -hmm. supports my choice to be persistent in saying yes to spirit or seeing God in my day. And and I realized that for a long, 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 long time, even before I really realized that's what I was doing, that's what got me into daily spiritual reading, Mm -hmm. daily Mm -hmm. devotions of many different kinds, and... um, you know, and no matter what your religious beliefs, there are thousands mm-hmm. of books, you know, that are designed to support daily reading, daily right. journaling from, you know, a spiritual perspective. And, you know, and so that's, while while we definitely want people to go to DonInMyDay.com mm-hmm. and subscribe, you know, separate from that, I mean, Mm-hmm. In our spiritual community, using right. the Joyous Freedom right. Daily Journal. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you know, using our last year's. You know, we used um, Spirit is Calling, and you know that that same kind of thing. I think my favorite of all time, because I've used this book at least four different years in the last ten or twelve years, um, is Alan Cohen's Breath of Life. And it's a, you know it's a message every day, but it's that practice for me, that practice of not even just my own meditation and journaling, mm-hmm. but having an external voice. Yes, remind me, right. and for me, or or give me something to think about that reminds me to choose today. I'm going to pers- be persistent about staying on this track, right. on this spiritual track in my life. And it, and sometimes in meditation, you know, I don't necessarily get that. I don't know what's going to come in meditation. Mm-hmm. But some daily reading, daily mm-hmm. words, find some of my magazines, Joyce Freedom Journal, God in My Day, devotion, something every day. Yeah, you're right. It, it, it will absolutely force your mind to go into that place of 
perspective of God in your day. And I read um, God Calling every mm-hmm. day for over 15 years, every day. And it was so interesting. When my grandmother died, we found a copy of God Calling in her stuff. And that was just so amazing to me. But, you know, just to have that. And you can, and I read that book every day for 15 years, so I read each page at least 15 times. And, and every day it was, you know, different. You hear something. I, I hear something different even in the same passage. So um, well, yeah, that's an easy daily practice. Yeah, different place. But so I, I really, I love that. I think it is something that not just motivates you, but it really helps you in your thinking, being mm-hmm. persistent in your thinking and persistent in your actions mm-hmm. because you start to integrate that. Um, and one of the things that I didn't do this intentionally, but I realized that part of my being persistent about saying yes to spirit is in this age of technology, Probably 75% or more of my Facebook posts hmm. Interesting. are about allowing spirit in my life oh, to wow. guide my life or something that I'm noticing or something that I'm doing. Um, and it's both to encourage others, but it's also just I'm persistent. I want to view the world this way. Mm-hmm. And so it's a quotation or, you know, but it's it's something that's positive. It's something that reminds me that there is love and good in the world. Um, it's something that reminds me I am responsible mm-hmm. for how I react to what is going on in the world. And so it's like, oh, okay, that's a 21st century thing of if I'm going to use, if I'm going to use Facebook mm-hmm. and Twitter, if I'm going to use these mm-hmm. social media mm-hmm. outlets, then how do I use them in a way that says, that, that has me walking my talk about who I am in the world? See, I love that. I would never have thought about that because I don't use that at all really in my life. But that is powerful and when I've seen Facebook uh, things my memory of them is a lot of times people use it for exactly the opposite of oh you know yet another bad thing happened to me so that would be a shift to the whole energy of that uh, of that venue well, that's not the right word but you know of that place Facebook to, to do that good for you Tracy Brown and Twitter do you Twitter sometimes yeah mostly for my business but also Again, when I well, and that makes sense because mm-hmm. my businesses are all about helping people, and so generally, if it's from the diversity business, it's news or events or here's something that happened oh, or positive, an article, right. mm-hmm. that, an article that came out. So that's not so much the the spiritual piece, except it's more newsy. But if it's from you know from stained glass spirit or you know from got in my day or something like that, then it's more about, yeah, I'm persistent in my commitment to be this kind of person in the world. Mm-hmm. That is powerful, and it's so interesting. There are so many tools around us, so many stimuluses at any given time that we have the choice of how we talk on the phone, what we read, what we write, what we say in our head. Those are all practices that if we stay consistent... Once more, quick devotion. Yeah, because I think as we talk about being persistent, um, and we've talked a lot in the show today about how it's our habit. Yes, it's our habit. It can't. You can't choose to say I'm going to be persistent today 
you can choose to say I'm persistent today, but then do something else tomorrow that doesn't, you know, follow that goal. So I, I think it's really this thing about what is our habitual way of viewing the world? What is our habitual way of showing up in what we do and say that tells us what we are persistent about? Mm-hmm. Okay. This one is called Best Possible Outcome. It is like I have a searchlight mentality. I search for all the things that could possibly go wrong. During our morning walk, my friend talked about how her mind goes off searching for the worst possible scenarios for all the things going on in her life. I thought about how far down the rabbit trail of worst possible outcomes I can go before I even realize what is happening. I know over the course of my life, I have programmed my mind for this kind of worst possible outcome thinking. Recently, I have begun the process of resetting my searchlight. Instead of searching for worst-case scenarios, I consciously search for and expect best possible outcomes. I have a hunch God only sees the best possible outcome, so when I go off looking for the bad one, I go alone. I have come to understand the way I reset my searchlight is through my daily practice of meditation, prayer, and journaling. I imagine over time I won't have to make such a conscious effort because my mind will naturally light up the path of best possible outcome. That is a good one. (laughs) I've forgotten that one, but that's really true, isn't it? It has to be a very conscious effort at first, a very persistent conscious effort must be made moment to moment to moment. And then the more we do that, the more we are persistent in that, the more it just becomes who we are and how we are in the world. Mm -hmm. And that is what then leads us to true freedom, Mm -hmm. which is the theme for next week. Freedom. Freedom. Freedom, spiritual freedom, freedom in life as a result Mm -hmm. of saying yes to spirit. Mm -hmm. So we should have some fun with next week. Very cool. And uh, in the meantime, we invite everyone to join us at GodInMyDay.com for a daily dose of inspiration or meditation or affirmations. Um, but it's August. I guess you believe. I need to go over to GodInMyDay.com and see if we have anything Ah, uh, every day. Yes, I'm not is. sure if August <laughs> is up and running yes. yet. Ah. So join us at GodInMyDay.com, and on Tuesday evening from 10.30 to 11 p.m. Central Time, join us uh, right here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Y-T-S for our God In My Day meditations, 30 minutes of meditation and reflection, and this week we will be doing something in reaction to persistence, probably a meditation that affirms that we can be persistent in our belief and our actions that say yes to spirit. And the meditations are archived. I really encourage you, if you are interested in meditation and kind of new at it, you know, go back and go through the archives because they're really kind of an easy way to to flow into that time of meditation. Right, and each one is a little different. So thanks for joining us on Yes to Spirit. And um, anything else? Have a great week. Be persistent. Be persistent. (laughs) I love it. I love it. 